Amen. So we thank God, amen, for each and every one of you here at Apostolic Restoration Ministries. Where restoration, rest, where restoration begins with one choice. I got tongue tied. So I have a message, and I'm praying that you are aware of these messages that God has been given over this time period of a year thus far. I think that in the year of 2020, everybody has all sorts of ideals of what they want this year to be. But I think this is a year where you either step in or you look in. You either are going to look into what you want or you're going to step into what God has for you. And so some people will look into the things that they've been waiting for God for. Or they will find themselves stepping into the things that God has. And so let's get into the scriptures. My first scripture is 1 John verses 5, verses 14 and 15. It says, and this is the confidence we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask... We know that we have the petition we desire of him. Amen. My next scripture is 1 Samuel verses chapter 1. 1 Samuel chapter 1. Starting at the 12th verse, we're going to read down to verse 20. 1 Samuel 1 and 12. It says, And it came to pass that she continued praying before the Lord that Eli marked her mouth. Now Hannah, she spake in her heart, only her lips moved. Isn't that an amazing picture of silent prayer? But her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli thought she, uh, she had been drunken. And Eli said unto her, How long wilt thou be drunken? Put away thy wine from thee. And Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink. Um, but have poured out my spirit before the Lord. Key part, I poured my spirit out before the Lord. I poured out my soul before the Lord. Um, Cotton out thy handmaid for a daughter of Belial, which is a daughter of pagan worship. If y'all didn't know who Belial was, was one of the pagan um, worshipers. For out of my complaints and grief have I spoken here unto. Have I spoken here unto. Uh, then Eli answered and said, Go in thy peace, and the God of Israel grant thee thy petition that thou hast asked of him. And she said, Let thine handmaid find grace in thy sight. So the woman went her way and did eat, and her countenance was no more sad. Isn't that a good picture of how you can get rid of sadness in your life? Some people try to drink away their sadness. Some people try to love um uh, fornicate their way into sadness, sex away their way into sadness, but out of sadness. But a perfect picture of prayer bringing you out of sadness. The only two ways I know is prayer and praise. Verse 19, and they rose up early in the morning, and they rose up in the morning early and worshiped before the Lord. Key part, they worship in the morning. Have you worshiped every morning? 
and they worshiped early, then they woke up and they rose up in the morning early and worshiped before the Lord and returned and came to their house to Ramah and Eliaka or Elkaniah rather and Elkaniah knew Hannah his wife and the Lord remembered her wherefore it came to pass when the time was come about after Hannah had conceived and she bore a son and called his name was that Samuel saying because I have asked him of the Lord ain't that something because I've asked him of the Lord I prayed about it and got answered because I've asked of him of the Lord. So that's the name I'm going to give him, Samuel. Um, St. James, amen, chapter 4, verse 3 says, Ye ask and you receive not. You ask amiss that you may consume it upon your lust. Let me read that again. You ask and you receive not. You've been praying about it, but you ain't get it. You ask and you receive not because you ask amiss. I'm going to talk about that. That you may consume it upon your lust. Jump, uh, drop to St. James chapter 5. It says, Elias was a man, speaking of Elijah. Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. Amazing, amazing, amazing power of authority in St. James 5 and 17. A good picture of the authority you have as a believer in prayer. He prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth for the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth burned forth her fruit. Now that is an amazing picture of authority in prayer when you know who you are as a person of prayer. In my last scripture, Luke 18 and 1, Luke 18 and 1 says, And he spake a, prayer, a parable unto them. He spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought to always pray and not faint. That men ought to always pray and not faint. I want to talk to you this morning, this afternoon, however you want to say this time is, the mindset of a person of prayer. The mindset of, the, of a person of prayer. One of the things that we have to, to realize, and I'm going to try to get this done really quick, is that being a person of prayer is not something that you automatically become. You just don't become a person of prayer just because you became a Christian. Becoming a person of prayer takes time. It takes labor. It takes doing things that will be inconvenient at times. People of prayer are not always the type of people that you will hope to be in the sense of uh, it requires you to give up some of your leisure time. Mm -hmm. If you want to be great in prayer, you got to give up some of your leisure time sometimes. You have to be willing to get up and pray in the midnight when you are sleeping and you wake up in the middle of the night and God tells you to pray for something. It's not always something that people want to do because people love being able to be lazy. Amen. Laziness is the beautiful picture in people's mind. This is why when people are talking about vacation, the first thing they think about is not going to work and doing nothing. People love laziness, but the it, people love laziness so much that people don't really want to go to work and it's, it's the reason why the, the scriptures talk so much about how the slothful hand will bring up the poor. 
It's the reason why Jesus said the poor you're going to have with you always. There's always going to be poor people around you. There's always going to be poverty around you. Because in order to get out of poverty, you got to do some things to bring you out of that environment and out of that mindset. I've, I've been reading, one of the things I've been challenging myself to do is to read at least a book a month. And I was reading the book Black Privilege by Charlemagne the God. And one of the things that he was talking about is how he gets up at 3.30 in the morning and does all of these different things and then goes home around 8 o'clock. He spends such a bulk of his day doing it. One of the things he mentions is about how much uh, all the famous people that you hear about have been laboring behind the backgrounds and they, they, they get sleep, but at the same time, they're not wasting time. They're, they're, they're reaching towards their dreams. And, and I've been, re so I have read that and I have, I have read and listened to a podcast or read something. And one of the statements is, if you don't sacrifice for your dreams, you sacrifice your dreams. If you don't sacrifice for your dream, you sacrifice your dreams. And so that means that you have to put labor in. You have to work. They, that the Bible tells us about the importance of labor, but it also tells us it's important that you know who you labor with. And so the scripture gives us this understanding. They that labor, labor in vain, that, that except the Lord build the house. That's the beginning part. Except the Lord build the house, they that labor, what? They labor in vain that build it. And so it's not about what you're building. It's about if, you're, if the Lord is helping you build it. It's a whole different picture. If you're going to be successful in life, if you're going to make it to heaven, which is the ultimate goal, because you can die with riches. Amen. You can die with your dream person. Mm -hmm. But you want to make sure that you ultimately make it to heaven. That is the goal of the Christian life. It is not so you can have Jesus and gold. It's so that you can find yourself worthy to enter into heaven. I want to make it. Do you want to make it? And if you want to make it, as a, then you have to be a person of prayer. You're not going to make it if you're not a person of prayer. Man. You are just not. Uh, let me help you out. You are not. If you are not praying, how are you going to make it to heaven when you don't even know God's voice? You have to know his voice. The Bible says he's going to send his voice is going to be like a trumpet trumpet and it's going to say, come up hither. How are you going to hear that? And you don't even know the voice of God for yourself. You only know the voice of God through people. So you need to know the voice of God for yourself. Otherwise, you're going to lead yourself. And guess what? If the blind lead the blind, they both fall in the ditch. You are being led by blind people who are not praying, who tell you they're praying, but they are not praying. Because if they were praying, they would line up with the will of God. And when they line up with the will of God, they would line up with his word. And yet and still, we line up with people who are not praying. And because they agree with us or because what they said sounds good, good we go along with it but i want to remind you today one of the things that i mentioned two weeks ago uh, one of the things that god spoke to me 
that the voice of the flesh is so strong that you will think it's God. If you got enough fleshly people around you, all y'all thinking y'all hearing from God and y'all missing it. The Bible says that the prophets prophesied and I haven't spoken. You could be around people who say they are prophets and they will say things that they say is God and they will be wrong because God didn't even talk to them. Why? Because they have a form of godliness but they denied the power because you cannot be a person of prayer if a person of prayerlessness you can't be a person of prayerlessness and think you're going to prophesy when you haven't prayed you haven't consecrated yourself you haven't told God here I am send me you haven't allowed God to check your motives you haven't allowed God to correct you because he loves those who he chastises you haven't allowed God to correct you you haven't allowed God to build you and you haven't allowed God to restore you you are not the prophet of God you are the prophet of Baal and so people will say they're prophets. And we got a lot of them in this day and time. It's amazing. We're in a world in the day and time where people will believe prophets that are not out of your city. And they won't even believe the resident prophet that they see every day. Some people trust other pastors more than they trust the pastor that they go to, that they say whose church they go to. How is it that you trust other pastors more than your pastor? Oh, let, me, let me lean into this a little bit more. How you trust other pastors more than your pastor and you haven't been praying and yet still you said the Lord is leading you to do it. How is the Lord leading you to talk to a different pastor and you ain't even prayed? Wow. So that'll kill. I might as well call this the silence of the lambs. Because y'all gonna be quiet. Y'all been quiet today. So one of the statements is, is that God doesn't bless our will. He blesses what his will is. Just And so God doesn't bless your will. If it ain't his will, he ain't blessing your will. God doesn't bless our will. He blesses his will. And this is the amazing thing. God blesses us with his will, but we don't want his will. We want our will. And what's so foolish about it is that his will is so much better than ours. But do we want it? Nope. Because we want what we want. And so God doesn't bless uh, our will. He blesses his will. And just because you want or, or push for what, uh, what isn't God and you get it, that doesn't mean that God answered your prayer. Remember the Israelites. They wanted a king and God gave them a king. And God said to the prophet, he said, guess what? Don't feel bad. They haven't rejected you. They rejected me. But God still gave them what they want. Just because you get what you want, because you've been, quote, unquote, praying for it, doesn't mean that God is for it. When God is for it, it aligns up with his will, his plan, his way. You have to understand that if it doesn't line up with those three things, his will, his plan, his way, guess what? 
He's just allowing you to get what you want. He will give you what you want if you reject him. Don't assume that God won't do it. Remember, the Bible gives us plenty of illustration. It even said, if a dreamer dreams a dream and it come to pass, and let's follow after other gods, it, it says, don't follow them, for the Lord is proving whether you love the Lord God or not. God will allow people to have dreams, and he allow you to feel different things and sense things and say, Okay, do this and we'll tell you, okay, now let's go this way. Understand that God is trying your heart to see whether you really love God or not. We don't believe that God will do it, but God will try your heart. He would allow you to, he'll, 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 he knows your heart, right? He knows your heart. Why everybody say God know your heart? Yep, that is desperately wicked. God knows your heart. And so God will allow you to experience things in your life and say, okay, I'm going to allow this to come into their life. Something that they want. And I'm going to try their heart to see if they really love me or not. Because if they love me, they won't take it. Wow. They won't do it. Great. Why? Because the Lord is trying our hearts whether we love him or not. But guess what? You won't have the discernment to know that if you are not a person of prayer. And the mindset of a person of prayer is God. Jesus said, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. One of the mindsets of step, which was step one is that you have to have the mindset that God, I don't want my will. I want what you got for me. And we say that so much. But guess what? Deep down in our heart, as much as we say, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I worship and adore you. Just want to tell you, Lord, I love you more than some things. Because it's really some things. You don't love him more than anything. Because if you love him more than anything, you will be willing to abandon things that you don't want to abandon. Now, this is the problem. When God is trying to check us, when he's trying to chastise us, we don't like it. And so, you know what we say? I can't wait till the message is over. He always talking about me. I know this is about me. How do you know that the pastor is talking about you? Maybe it's the Holy Ghost. No, I know he talking about me. And because you reduce when God is trying to correct you to your leaders and to other people, you miss God. And God does to you what he did to the Israelites. Give you what you want and say, okay, I'm going to let you go through what you got to go through. Face the consequences. Remember, he said, I'll give you shepherds after my own heart. I wonder, do any of y'all believe that I'm a shepherd after God's heart? Or are y'all just here because y'all been here a while? The second thing is, the second thing is, prayer draws you to him and away from your will to a place where his will becomes your will and desire, where God will give you what you desire. He'll give you, the the Bible says he'll give you the desires of your heart. That doesn't mean that he's going to give you what you want. That's just how we believe it, because we want what we want. But what it's saying, if you understand the scriptures correctly, is that he's going to give you what to desire. And that's the way he's, he's going to give it to you, because that's his desire. When your desire and God's desire become one, that is the desire that God gives you. It's when he gives you what to desire, and he says, I'm going to give you the desires of your heart. Why? Because I'm the one that put it there. Amen. 
It is his pleasure. The Bible says it's his pleasure to give you the kingdom. God wants to bless you, except he wants to give you what he wants you to have. He wants to give you what to desire, and then when you get it, I had I always had this in my heart. And God said, I know, I'm the one that put it there. Amen. I know you're right. But when you become a person of prayer, it draws you away from, from what you want. And it draws you to him. You can't tell me you've been fasting and praying and you can barely hold on to your walk with God. You cannot tell me you've been fasting and praying and you don't want to be in service. You don't want to be in Bible study. You don't want to be in a prayer meeting. You can't tell me that you've been praying and fasting and yet and still you find it in a battle to come to you are you are not a person of prayer. You're a person of practice. You got into the practice of doing these things, but that didn't make you a person of prayer. So, whew, well, that's amazing revelation. Some people practice prayer, but they never pray. Now, what do you mean by that, Pastor? They in the habit of praying. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I, 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 I give you praise. I give you thanks. They're in the habit of praying. Amen. But guess what? They're, they're, they praise them. The Bible says they praise me with their lips, but, my, but their heart is far from me. In other words, it is possible. Don't nobody want to believe this. It's possible to be praying. Lord, do this, God. Do this. And you saying it with your lips, but your heart ain't even in it. How many times have you just this year have been praying, but your heart run really in it? You was just praying because you knew it was the thing to do. Yes. How many times have you been in service this year? Because some of y'all ain't been in that many. And some of y'all, y'all been in the prayer meeting, but y'all y'all praying, yes, Lord, do this, do that. I can't wait to open. Oh, yeah, I forgot that on the stove. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I got to get this car back. Yes. Your mind, your heart ain't even in it. You telling God, God changed me, and God saying, You want me to change you, and you ain't even let me change you the first the last time that I tried to change you. No prayerful person backslides. Are y'all listening? I'm almost done. I only got two more points, I'll be done. I'll be out of y'all way because I'm boring y'all. That's, see how quiet it got. No prayerful person. Are y'all listening? No prayerful person have backslid quick. No prayerful person backslides. You want me to tell you how they backslide? How many would like to know how they backslide? Y'all like to know how they backslide? They slow down or they stop praying and then after a while they slowly just leave they, they lose their desire for God. They lose their desire for church. They like I'm done. I'm done with church people. I'm done with the church. I'm done. And and they don't recognize that they equate church with God. <laughs> and church is not God. Church is the place where people that believe in God are supposed to be joined together in worship and celebration of them. But church is not God. Maybe I ain't speaking English. 
And so some people, they slack up on their prayer life. And that's what causes them to backslide. Because there's nothing that'll make you not want God's will than when you stop praying and you see things that you like. Act like y'all ain't never wanted to go on a fast and then somebody bring over a pie you've been waiting for. The, the other third thing is a prayerful person is a place where you get to as a person where you throw out the day God is... Uh, where, where a prayerful person is basically this. Let me put it this way. It's when you get to a place where throughout the day God is putting different people and situations on your mind to pray, pray about and pray for. And guess what? God wants you to pray about it when he gives it to you on, and throughout that day. Whether it's a short prayer or a long prayer. When you become a person of prayer, God will give you things to pray about throughout the day. That's why the Bible says that he led the thing where he, um, where he said, um, he told the people, he said that a man ought to what? Always pray and not faint. I almost lost my mindset, my mind, my thought pattern. And so how do you get to that point where you want to pray and you want to pray without ceasing. It's when you learn to say long prayers and short prayers out throughout the day. Amen. How many of y'all even do that? Lord, help me today. Four, a mindset of a person of prayer is the mindset where God is the ultimate. Where they believe I can't live without you. And I don't want anything or anyone that you don't want me to have. Remember, obedience is key. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Obedience is key. My kids have to learn. To, sometimes, guess what? My wife is 40-something years of age. And, and guess what? The Bible says, wives, love your husbands. Obey your husbands, right? But guess what? My wife been, was an adult before I met her, so she had her own mindset. It's a battle for her to obey sometimes. And so guess what? It's a battle. Are y'all listening to me? First lady, you, 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 am I under, you understand that? It's a battle, ain't it? It's a battle, right? It's a battle. Obedience is a battle. And so you got to die to yourself. Yesterday I told her, I'm about to close. Yesterday I told her, I said, hey, there's snow outside, put on your boots. But guess what she did? She came outside with tennis shoes on. And so when we got in the car, I said, you see all of this snow and all of this ice? I said, I told you to put on your boots. So we was driving around in the front. And she said, you know what? You was right. Let me go get my boots. Tell somebody to come out and bring her boots. It's nice that she did it after the fact. But the right thing would have been to what? To be obedient when I said it. Because I was telling her to get her boots for her own safety. Here where I'm going with this. God wants you to be obedient to him, not for his benefit, but for your own safety. But you don't want to do it with your foolish self. Because you feel like you know. And when you feel like you know better than God, you put yourself 
in danger. You put your kids in danger. You put your family in danger. You put your friends in danger. You start speaking words of death instead of words of life. At some point in time, obedience has to become something that you're willing to do. Obedience is better than sacrifice. And so you have to have the mindset, God, I want you more than I want anything. I want you more than I want anyone. I want you more than anything life can bring because I want to be obedient to your will. Amen. I know right. What made Jesus different is he was obedient to the things that, his, that the Father had told him to do. He was obedient. God wants obedient children. He don't want no hard-headed, knucklehead children. But no, we want to do what we want to do. And then we chastise our kids for being disobedient. Come on, say it again, Pastor. How you going to... Say it again. Y'all, 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 I'm trying. I'm trying to be nice. How you going to chastise your kids for being disobedient and you disobedient to your leaders? You ain't you ain't even obeying yourself, but you want to tell your kids, shut up and listen. You ain't listening. That's so true. God told you five different times, but did you want to do it? No. My last statement, and then I'm out of your way. Prayerful people are always checking their heart, their motives about God, people, life, and everything. Have you checked yourself? When you become a person of prayer. You always like God. I I I don't want to tell people what they need to do, and I'm not, and I'm losing my own way. When you become a person of prayer, you like man, God. I want to make sure that I stay saved. I don't know about if y'all live in the real world, but being saved, it's a battle. It's not easy being saved. It is not easy being saved. It's not easy giving up things that you want to do. It's not easy having to take the right, having the right spirit. Having the right spirit is not easy. That's why you need to pray so the Holy Spirit can come into your life to give you the right spirit. And so you have to, in order to be a person of prayer, in order to be able to stand and last as a Christian, is you have to be a person of prayer that's always praying God make help me to make sure that my heart is right God help me that my mindset is right Lord help me that I keep my own walk with God God help me read my word God help me to desire you more than my necessary me God help me to want to do the things that you desire for me to do God help me to give up those things that you don't want me to hold on to Jesus help me Lord God to have the right mindset and the right plans for life help me to understand that I need you in my plans and in my goals that I don't have goals and plans and I never said God these are the things that I desire to do are you with them or not when you become a prayerful, prayerless, a prayerful person you have that mindset this is a key thing the posture of prayer my last statement the posture of prayer is, a, is the posture of humility but the prosper but the posture of prayerlessness is pride and prayerlessness. So let me say that again. The posture of prayer, the, the way that you are in prayer, is a posture of humility. You're humbling yourself. You don't say like, you know, like the Pharisee and the subject, like the Pharisee and the unrighteous man. But the posture of, of pride is prayerlessness. Or if I can even flip it. 
the prosper um, the posture of prayerlessness is pride. Wow. Remember when Jesus gave the statement, the 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 uh, the Pharisee, and he said, uh, and the sinner, and he said, I thank God that I'm that I fast twice a day, that I give alms, and then the the, the sinner said, Have mercy upon me, a sinner. It's a picture of pride and humility. So the posture of prayer is humility. You got to be humble. Come on, y'all. How many times is it going to take for God to send situations our way to get us to pray? Do God got to keep turning y'all lights out? Do God got to keep on allowing you to get sick and get sick and get sick to get your attention and you still ain't hearing him? Do he still got to keep letting your kids not listen to you, give you a hard time, and then on top of that, turn up the heat and shut down your finances where you're struggling to get you to pray? What is it going to take for you to have the mindset of prayer where you want, any, where you want nothing but God? Where you humble yourselves. Where you understand that I want the will of God. Where you decide I'm going to give God time. Where you worship in the morning. What is it going to take y'all? Are y'all going to wake up in the morning and just walk around like nothing happened? Or are y'all going to wake up in the morning with a worship on y'all mind? Hallelujah, God, I thank you for waking me up another day, getting me out of my bed, clothing me in my right mind. When are you going to get to a place where you can worship in the morning and you become a person of prayer where you pray throughout the day? What is it going to take for you to do that? Or are you going to keep going through the cycle of doing what you want to do, wanting God to bless it, and then you keep saying that the devil is trying to mess it up, and God is saying, it ain't been the devil. It's been me trying to get your attention but you keep thinking that it's the devil it's never been the devil it's been the fact that I've been trying to get you and the biggest devil that you've been fighting has been you the biggest devil you've been fighting has been you it's been your flesh you ain't even been doing nothing for the devil to attack you you ain't been living for God hard enough for the devil to try to mess with your finance. You ain't been living good enough. Your walk hasn't been straight enough for the devil to try to block your prayers because you barely pray anyway. That ain't been the devil. That's been God trying to get your attention to become a person of prayer. The devil has been you. It ain't been the devil. You ain't been doing exploits yet. You haven't bothered principalities, powers, and spiritual wickedness. You haven't even gotten past your own wickedness. Wow, Pastor. So the mindset of prayer has to be different this year. It's January. It's a good time to start. If you ain't been praying, it's time to pray. I want to encourage y'all, if y'all been making major decisions, for y'all to stop and pause and say, God, I've been making all of these major decisions. What should I do? Some of y'all are not going to want to do it. Because God may say, you made all of these major decisions. 
and you include me. And you say, okay, God, I've been making these major decisions. What you want me to do? You know, packed up all your clothes and everything. You got plan to move, move, and you got plans, you know, you got plan to move, already looked in the different school districts and everything. <laughs> you got plans, you know, to find you a different church and everything. You got plans, to, you got all of these major plans to try to get away. And God is and God is saying, I already know your hidden plans while you're trying to be slick about it. But I'm going to let you know today that I already am aware of what you're trying to do behind closed doors. You've been keeping your mouth quiet. You've been keeping your mouth silent. But guess what? God knows you even when you are silent. And so sometimes in, throughout the day, you're going to have to have a prayer where don't nobody see it. Your mouth may be moving, but like Hannah, you praying within your heart. You're going to have to get to a point where you're praying in your heart, where don't nobody see you praying physically, but in your heart and your mind, you praying. And you have to get to the point where you're saying, God, I'm willing to shut everything down for you. Guess what? If you don't want to do that, it's okay. You want to know why? Because the scripture said, I set before you a blessing and a curse. Choose life. All y'all, y'all can choose for yourself. Y'all can have your own plans and think God is going to just step in because he's a merciful God. He is merciful. That's why he haven't allowed you to kill you, destroy yourself. He hasn't allowed the worst to happen to you yet. But guess what? He's going to keep the worst from happening to you. But it's going to keep getting harder and harder because he's trying to get your attention. Wow. Let go and let God. At what point, at what point do you let go and let God? Is what you want really that serious after you get the house? Is it really that serious? Is it really that serious? You going to lose your walk for God for a house? Is, are you serious? You're going you to stop going to church. You're going to all of a sudden not love on your leaders anymore because of a house? Are you serious? You're going to lose your whole walk with God so you can make two extra dollars an hour more? Are you serious? You're going to give up your walk with God because you want a person, you want to be married that bad? Are you serious? You're going to give up your walk with God and your walk is suffering because of it and you don't see it, you feel it, but you don't want to admit to it. You're going to give up all of those things because you want what you Are you serious? And we give up our walks with God and suffering all of these things for $2 more an hour. For a person that we're going to marry that we definitely going to need God because when you get married, you definitely going to need God in a marriage. But we're going to just, we're going to make choices we going to make choices without consulting God and then think God just be with me? Are y'all serious? But then, let me say this, and I'm going to shut up and sit down. And then think, the pastor don't know what he's talking about. You know what? Don't think I know what I'm talking about. When things start coming to pass, and this ain't going to be the first time, because I've said things plenty of times, and it came to pass. When things start coming to pass, and y'all start calling me, guess what? I'm going to say, oh, wait, 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 wait. I'll pray for you, but why don't you first go to those people you was talking to and consulting before all of this happened? Because you had a leader, and you didn't value the leader that you had. You didn't trust the pastor that you had. And this is almost like judgment. God is saying, 
you didn't trust the leader that you had. And so you went on your own duties. You need to stop, reevaluate. You still got time, but I know y'all, because y'all grown. And y'all gonna think it's too late now. Yeah, okay. It ain't too late if you really want to do the right thing. But you ain't gonna do it if you ain't a person of prayer. Amen. If you ain't been praying, you're gonna go ahead and do what you wanted to do. And then guess what? You're gonna want me to pray for all sorts of things. God pray that the door open for this job that I want. Cover me in prayer while I travel to several destinations. Cover me in prayer that my kids don't get any more sick. Cover me in prayer that, that my lights don't get cut off. Cover me in prayer that I don't lose my job. Amen. I, don't, I don't know what else to say after I said that. You have to be a person of prayer. I am not telling y'all to do something that I don't do myself. I make sure that I pray. I make sure that I pray. And I guess what? I make sure that I pray not for just me, for y'all too. Amen. One of the hardest things, I know I said I was done, I'm sorry, I, I gotta stop. One of the hardest things for me to do is to be praying and God saying, leave them alone. They're going to do what they want to do. They already got it in their mind. And I'm saying, God, come on, God. Come on, God. That is so hard to me, y'all. And I'm like, come on, God. Come on. Just turn it around. Like, give them the heart to trust you that better is coming. I don't know. I, I gotta stop. I, I just. You are right. But I pray for all of y'all. I pray for y'all. I really do. And one of the hardest things is, is when I pray and I see y'all go a whole different way. And I've been praying for y'all. When I'm praying for y'all and I see y'all go sideways and I see y'all slowly starting to lose y'all walk or struggle and and I'm saying, come on, God. And God is telling me, you can't make them desire me. Some, some of y'all, we can stand. Some of y'all believe in my prayer, believe in the prayers that I pray. I'm going to say this and I'm, I'm done for sure. Dominique was at the hospital. And she was having the twins. And they had to hurry up and they started noticing some complications. And because her husband wasn't there, because he had just left to go get the, the diaper bags and stuff like that. And I was about to leave. And all of a sudden, a rush of doctors and people started coming in. And I said, well, since they coming in, let me hurry up and get out of the room, you know. If they doing all this, they finna start lifting gowns and stuff like that. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> and I was about to leave, and I heard her say, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Everybody can go, but he can't go. <laughs> now, I'm thinking, I didn't hear what I thought I heard, because I'm leaving. I'm almost at the door. No, 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 he coming. And I'm... I'm turning my back towards the wall. I'm trying. I'm in between 
the IV post and, and another nurse and another post. And I'm trying to, and she just, just pray for me right now while we doing it. Oh, Lord, oh, Lord, oh, Lord. <laughs> She was all right. She slept later on that day. She, she was good after that. She, 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 she believes in my prayer. She believes that when I pray, I shouldn't say my prayer, but she believes when I pray, God moves. Right? If I tell her something, she believes it. I tell Mother Campbell, Mother Campbell, it's going to be all right. I'm praying for you. Okay, thank you, Pastor. <laughs> she believes it. But there's going to be some of y'all that's just going to be like, okay, praise the Lord. You get the results you get by your lack of faith. It don't work if you don't believe that when I pray, things happen. All right, come on, let's, let's close out. I don't, don't want to go too far. Father, in Jesus' name, God, we just thank you, God, for all things. We thank you, God, for how you continue to move, how you continue to work. And, God, we're praying on today, God, that as you, God, continue to move and continue to touch, that you will be the God that not only answers prayer, but that you will answer the prayer for us to become prayerful people. God, we want you. We want you more than anything. God, we're asking, God, that you would not only give us what to desire, but you would give us what not to desire. Help us to be people of your name, that we can hear you, that we can know you, that we can walk with you. God, you call Abraham your friend. God, we want to be not only sons and daughters, but we want to be your friends. God, we want to know you for our own self, not for things, but for our own soul. God, we ask, oh God, that you move and do what only you can. We give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. Amen.